Greetings, my friends. Welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. I'm Brent Adams. I'm Tony Grice. And we have just seen Solo. And Tony, I have a question for you, and I bet you know the answer. Who shoots first, Tony? No, 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 wait, Tony. Who shoots first? Hot. But, but Tony, but Tony, do you know who shoots first? Hot shoots first. That's right, Hot shoots first, Tony! <laughs> That's how you know it's Han Solo, because... Han shoots first! What about that time when he didn't shoot first? What, I don't know what, what you're talking about? about. I really don't know what you're talking about There's right that now. one time that was weird. Was I like, don't remember. It even looked like he did shoot first. Like, you know, kinda, it, like, like, what like it, it looked it, like to me is that somebody in Photoshop <laughs> move a cut out of his head over about four centimeters. It's so weird. Is what it looked like to me. But uh, this movie has absolutely no business... Doing as poorly at the theaters as it is. Yeah, yeah. There definitely. is absolutely nothing horrible about this film. I think that the most it could be accused of is being good, but not excellent. You know what I mean? It, it like, is. I think that's the most. That's the that's the most that you can accuse it of. It is absolutely. I, I will. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. There's absolutely no reason it should be doing the, the way it is. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I. I, I I have issues. Yeah, I, I have not, issues with it's, it. Like I said, it's good. And, it's not excellent. And it's I not hate, perfect. And I hate to say it, like the one issue I have is kind of a, um, it's kind of like one that like it's it's a pretty big one. Yeah. But then once you make it past it, you can and just kind of like okay, well that's that's going to be the way it is. I'm going to move past it. That that's that's like the one that's big for me. But once you do, I mean, it's just like man, that was a that was a fun movie. Yeah, like yeah. I I'll be honest. I I would put it up there with Rogue One. I agree. I think it falls right after Rogue One in terms of order of things that I like. Like like it is. Uh, it it's was great. It was I, I don't a, know what it is about these solo Star Wars films that they keep getting shit right. Well, it's because because they're not so busy trying to think of some massive big like we got to have three of them. So what are we going to do next? Yeah, like yeah. they're always worried about what they're going to do next. And and there was even a little bit of that. Never this. your mind on. Where he was, what he was doing. <laughs> it's the like future. <laughs> it's like uh, they don't. Uh, they, it's just like they don't focus on the the film in oh, front sure. of them. Come you on know? over. But um, but yeah, I um, I thought they did a I thought they did a really good job. I I would love to know, you know, how much is reshoots, how much is you know, because I mean, what was yeah. it? They said like something like 70 percent re, you know. Because that was the way that they were able to give uh, yeah. what's his name uh, uh, directorial directorial credit. credit yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. I, have I, f- no I feel idea like that scene it... in the robot fighting was probably a reshoot. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, awesome. As dude, soon as I saw dude. him, I was like, "Oh, Clint!" <laughs> like as soon as Clint Howard shows up, you know, you know what's up. <laughs> I, I have never been so happy to see his ugly face. Dude. That was awesome. Oh man, that was uh, that was good. So, I'm trying to think of where to start. Okay, so like number one, one of the things that I was really thinking about in this movie is that the thing, like in these uh, in in the Star Wars story films, for whatever reason, I feel like we're getting a lot more of the benefit of I think what they call the Lucasfilm Story Group. But it's basically their, like, writer's committee okay. that is responsible for um, sort of maintaining continuity and okay. for 
all of the, you know, just sort of like kind of keeping track of all of the haves and haves. So they have a group of people that does what Kevin Feige does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very okay. similar to the, the way that Marvel Studios has okay. got, you know, they've got sort of an oversight story thing yeah, going on to make sure nobody steps on anybody else's yeah. toes. Lucasfilm established a group um, that that does that very thing, and for whatever reason, to me, I feel like they have more of a hand in Rogue One and Solo than they have had in Force Awakens and Last well, Jedi. And you As, know that, it would make sense too, because I mean, they they deal with things that would change things later, whereas like the later films. There's not much set past them. That, that, you that's know, true. You so. know, they, they're sort of blazing their own trail, whereas yeah. these have to fit within what's already established. Okay, but like a couple... Like, to me, there's some fan service stuff in this movie, and that's great. I mean, like, you know, we love fan service, the Darth sure. Vader scene in Rogue One. I mean, you know, yeah. there's all kinds of things that you can point to. But there's some obscure fucking yeah. shit in this movie. And I'll tell you my favorite one. <laughs> I know and you and say. I started punching the hell out I of know, each other. I know, because we were like... It, it took me a second. I was like, what, what did she say? Like that that move, like you know, she does that whole you know, like move. She gets the guy the down flip, the ground, the flip, and L Seven's like, "Whoa, what whoa. was that?" She, like, she puts her hands on, "Whoa, whoa!" And she's like, "What was that?" And she's like, "Oh, it's Tara Kasai." And we were like, "What?" <laughs> like the failed Star Wars, to, like like side side view fighting game Who on the PlayStation. Taught, didn't she say like somebody taught me. Tara Sai or something like yeah, she said Tara Kasai or like somebody I thought she said like somebody taught it to her or, or maybe she just said somebody taught me Tara Sai or something I, but it, yeah I when we heard it I was just we were both like you're kidding me that was awesome you're kidding me and now it's got me wondering like was that was that like something that was deeply established like in the like in the mythos in the mythos that you know there was like a form of martial art and you know, like somebody said, "Hey, let's make a game out of it." Like I'm, I'm I mean, wondering I, now, is it deeper than just that PlayStation? I sort game? of felt like there was, but even then, that I felt like was like a really deep dive to get right. the, the the for the fighting game for the old PlayStation One fighting game, which was the oh last, so horrible, the but, but last like, but thing awesome. I ever expected to get out of this movie was a fucking Masters of the Terror. Yeah, that, that was that was Jesus. awesome. But that was probably the most exciting one for me. That really uh, was great. It, it was that was that, that was one that was truly just like out of left fucking field. Yeah, um, way out. Yeah. Um, so that was excellent. I think one of the most significant ones by far is Darth Maul. Yeah. I, I mean, Maul surviving Naboo has been well established in. The, the television shows Clone Wars and then and then Rebels yeah um, the fact that Maul survived the fact that Maul was there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of like well we, what what time frame is this supposed to be I relative was, to everything I think else? that this is probably about I, I'm guessing this is in the neighborhood of 10 years before A New Hope okay so which would be about 20 years after I think the it's events more, in, I think it's more like 10 years I, I think it's about dead in the middle I think it's because I mean, Luke and Leia are about twenty in A New Hope. They're born in Revenge of the Sith. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Before, we, so, we, don't, we don't. The last time we see him is in Phantom Menace, right? The last time on screen. Yeah. Well, uh, that's in, on, the, on, in the films. In the films. In the films. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but that's like true. I said, in Clone Wars in Clone and Wars, in Rebels, true. you know, Maul is Maul is he's got goings on all in that shit. That's true. Yeah. And so that that's the thing. Like, as like you know, we always talk about the thing like where it never seems like. Like with the the the, uh, the MCU and like Agents of Shield, like mm-hmm. it seems like it only goes one way. Like the stuff True. that happens in the TV show never bleeds over into the movies, right? Although I think I think Rebels is the only 
you know, example. Because I mean, they, like, because before, you know, it seems like there was a few like things they flirted with doing some other stuff before, like in the books and some other stuff. But like, you know, they where they reset everything. Rebels is the only thing we've gotten outside of the movies, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think or, I, I think, I think Clone a, Wars predates the uh, the, uh, the cutoff, the, you know, yeah, the, the, or the, whatever the, the retcon. Yeah, the retcon reset. I think I think you're right. So anyway, that's awesome. But the fact that things that they have established in the television shows are also in the movies. Like, I mean, you know, like in, like we saw the ghost, there was a reference to General Sindula in Rogue One, and in this one, I mean, like, fucking Darth Maul mechanical legs and all, yeah. shows the fuck up. Uh, and it's actually Ray Park, and I have to say that, like, when you first hear it, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, like, who talks on holographic transmit? Okay, fucking yeah. Sith Lords do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not, it's definitely not Palpatine. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at him like, no, like you couldn't be fucking Darth. Maul. Oh my God, it's Darth Maul. You know who's always been a fan favorite. You know, which I don't think Lucas anticipated, which is why he, you know, made such a big Killed deal him off and, and you know cut him in fucking half. It's like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. People lose limbs. I mean, they fucking they fucking cut off Carrie Fisher's head. She got a mechanical head. Um, come on. I mean, it's just you know. I mean, no, maybe you guys don't remember that that rare deleted scene from the Christmas. The holiday, <laughs> the holiday special where Princess Leia's head got decapitated. That would have been the best part of that. If, that if that's what happened, that would have actually still been the happiest moment in the, in the, <laughs> in the thing. So true. But anyway, um, so the fan service in this was very, very appealing to me. Uh, I would say that, like, I would almost, if I was going to make a metaphor for how I feel, how I feel about the fan service, I feel it's almost as if they gave me. I don't know, let's say a cape closet filled <laughs> that was awesome. with bespoke and finely woven capes, each of which was a Whoa, whoa that's my cape, that's a, that's a, that yeah. was, that, whoa! That, that, that was a, what does he say, like that was a handmade one yeah, or something like, like that? that's a custom job. Custom job, yeah. yeah. Like, well, are they all oh, custom come, jobs? Come oh, on, the, the fucking capes were the best. Um, and just I, her, right. her talking about Lando as they're walking up to, yeah. oh, he's a Man, he's oh, he's such a good yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. So he's charming, and, you know. Uh, it's just awesome. Yep. Well, All right. Well, where do you want to start? Well, I, so what? Because um, I, you know, we, I, 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 I really enjoyed the film. I really enjoyed the film. It was very fun. But, but I did have one. I, I feel oh, like right. pretty major, major well, hurdle. Your, yeah. What was your major hurdle? Well, look, just in, in fairness, though, I kind of want to ask you: What did you think of the leads? Performance. Oh, of uh, of Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it. I, like I, I wasn't even like thinking like, oh, he's good or oh, he's bad. I just really, I was okay. just, I was in it. It, it was, it, it's nothing I didn't even think about. I'll be honest. I it about the first twenty minutes of the film or so, I was a little worried. Yeah, I was. I felt like the movie started off kind of weak. I agree with you. And and the and first really, twenty minutes is easily the the least. And I'll, I'll be honest, like to the point where I was like, oh. God no, you know, like they're yeah. like this. Just this is, please, please don't let this be the whole film because I just, I honestly, I really, I was gonna, I, I don't know that I can make it through if, if this is, you know, because it was just, it was very, I don't know. There's just something about it was, it was just lacking everything. Like yeah. there, it wasn't just lacking one thing, it's lacking everything. But the one thing that did not really change for me throughout the whole film was I, I did not, I did not think that he, he did not remind me really in in much of any way of Han. Yeah. I felt like every every version of Han Solo that we've 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 ever seen on on screen had, you know, they they tweaked the character a little bit over time. They, you know, kind of 
definitely kind of softened, I think, you know, him, you know, to, to some degree, you know, throughout the, 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 the original films. But, like, I just, I did not think that he ever captured what I, it, it really anything like of what I think of Han Solo. Right. Now, when I finally, about, you know, maybe an hour or, or so in, gave that up and just said, okay, that's just, it's, it's, it's not the Han Solo character that I know. Yeah. We'll just watch the film, and and I don't I don't know that I ever really came around to. I liked him. I didn't think he was bad. Like I didn't think he himself was like you know ah he fucking ruined the film. Yeah. I just don't think that he ever made me think of Han Solo as that character. I got you. I did love. I thought fucking um, Childish Gambino. Can't think of his real name. Tom Glover. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought he did a great job. Matter of fact, there's even one line dialogue. I wish I could remember now. There's one line of dialogue that he says off screen. I swore it was was fucking Billy Dee Woods. It it sounded just like him. Yeah, it was was amazing that like like every now and then he'd let a little bit of Billy Dee come through. I mean, he he definitely felt like a young brash version of of, a more more, less refined version of him. Like, kind of like like Billy Dee in the later films is, is you know he is the character. I mean, like, he is yeah. refined. He is that smooth. Early in his life, he's playing that he's that smooth. And he's, right, like, he's yeah. he's just creating that. He's faking it till he makes it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and I thought he nailed that. I thought fucking Chewbacca, like, that, that dynamic. Like, that was one thing they did. Yeah. The Han Chewie stuff. The Han Chewie stuff was Some of the most rewarding. Great. That was some of the, my favorite stuff in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, I, like, I, you know, like, I, I was... I was uh, catching myself because I was like, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, I bet I know what's about to happen next. Yeah. Should I say it or should I not say it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like that kind of thing. But when they say, you know, give him to the beast, I'm like, I bet the beast is yeah. a Wookiee. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> like, I, I, thought so they, cool. I thought they handled, like, really they from about... They that perfectly. From about that point forward, it really started picking up, yeah. you know? Um, I thought, honestly, I, I thought all the kind of ancillary characters around, I really... I really liked fucking Woody Harrelson. I did too. I mean, yeah. even in the end, even when you know, I mean, you know that's coming. You know the whole, yeah. you know the whole movie. You know he's going to betray him. But it's like a weird, like you know, it's kind of that sort of. He just has to, like yeah. he has to, and 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 Han has to shoot first. Thank God. Thank God. And um, glad, to, glad that to, debate's over. Yes. And um, I, I thought that was that was. Perfect. Like they, they really nailed that. the The story arc for um, what was the name of the the girl? I never really I Kira. Never, Kira. Um, like hers was very odd. Like I kept wanting because you know they don't really ever really go into everything she's done. You know yeah. they kind of keep saying like you have no idea what she's done and like yeah. I kind of wanted a little bit of a. I want a little bit of a peak. A, a little bit of a peak. Now, yeah. I think the idea was that, you know, we're going to... This is the first in a trilogy of solo oh, movies. Oh, come on. Don't call it a trilogy. Well, yeah, well, I mean... I they, mean, you can't do two. They've got them signed It's for, either one or yeah. 19. They've you got them signed do, for three movies. And, uh, and, I, and I will admit, from seeing all the, 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 the box office numbers... I really question whether it's like, well, I hope they don't end this on like some sort of real huge cliffhanger because Uh-oh. I'm not sure we're getting another yeah. one of these. But after seeing the movie, I gotta believe that it is going to get better 
It's almost going to be like one I, of those, I, like... It, I think on video, I think or video, yeah. listen to me. I think on home release. On streaming. On streaming, on Blu-ray. I think when on, this on movie... Holo, on hollow disc. Yeah, when this movie comes out for the home later this year, I think that people will have given up on, you know, like I'm rage-quitting Star Wars over Last Jedi, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is that's in the air right now that people aren't... I think, I hope, that... Later this year, the home release, word's going to get out. People are going to start watching this with fresh eyes. They're going to sit down and, and really see it for what it is and realize the movie. The movie's f- so fun. Yeah, the movie's a lot of fun. Like it's, it's, it's really it's not. Um, I, there's there's just there's no reason. Now I, I I do I do kind of go back to I think the single biggest thing for this. Well, uh, no, actually, I take it back. There's a, there's two huge factors, and I'm not you know I'm not trying to pretend like I'm the first one to say it. I, I get everybody gets this, but just so we're clear on it, is. There's, I think, just a little bit of, of too much too soon. You know, we've yeah. had now for three years in a row, we had we had Star Wars movies every year, every year, and then a fourth one in six months. Yeah, you know, like like a fourth. You know, the, the so there was it was a little too much too quickly. I believe. I think this would have done massively better had they pushed it to the end of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think I it would not even be close. I think it would probably be doing. Roughly, Rogue Rogue One numbers. Yeah. Where as it is, it's doing roughly. It's like half. half. Yeah. It's 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 almost exactly half of what it, if Rogue One has done. Yeah. And I do think that's going to hurt it a little. I mean, even even after it comes out and people, you know, word of mouth, it gets better. But like, here's the thing, I haven't really barely gotten word of mouth on it because nobody's seen it. nobody's seen it. You know. So I I, th- I think that I think that you know people got scared away by you know the the change of directors and all that stuff. I think people got scared off by it, or people had just checked out because, ah, you know, last year that wasn't that great. Fuck Star Wars. I'll go watch Deadpool instead. I, you know, whatever the reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there are myriad. Yeah. Uh, or that they are myriad. But uh, whatever the reason, I think that eventually people are going to start watching this movie. They're going to get curious when it comes out on, you know, Disney streaming or whatever it is. Yeah. I think that people are going to finally. I think the word of mouth is eventually going to get around that the movie's really fun. I, I think it will definitely help Solo. I I think I, I think there's still Star Wars still I think needs to like the the I think they need to sort of reevaluate like kind of their their plans for it a little bit because yeah. I do think that they are they're they're flying a little close to the sun. You know, they're, yeah. they're, it's, it's just there's. Uh, I got you. I think they could they would do well to maybe start kind of being a little a little more cautious of this, but I do think this turned out way better than I it really I I had had high hopes going way back in the day. Yeah. I remember saying like I, I loved Rogue One, did not really care for Force Awakens, hated Last Jedi, and then come into come into this, I was really hoping for something closer to Rogue One. And, yeah. and absolutely getting it delivered. And we got now, it. now I did not have that kind of feeling going into it today. That was like oh yeah. That was like four or five, six months ago was where I was when I was like, man, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I feel like I'm hoping it's gonna be something like a Rogue One, that kind of vibe where they can, you know, have more fun with it and not not worry so much about what world building for other, you know, other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Having come out of it, man, it, that you know, going in with a little bit lower expectations probably helped move this up even higher. You know, I, because I, I, think so. I think I would have always been happy, but I was much more happy, you know, after kind of going in a little apprehensive. I, I went in a little scared and came out quite happy. Yeah, that that, 
at first like 20 or 30 minutes or so though I will oh, yeah, admit yeah, I yeah. was kind of laying there and there's there's like maybe one joke or maybe one thing here or there that I was like oh, okay but well, like most of it was pretty painful if yeah. I got if I had another fucking shot of those dice like that first scene they show them like you know in, in that first 30 minutes or so they show them like five times like yeah. like 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 a shot of a hand holding them you know yeah. or and I'm just like I, we get it yeah we get they're, they're important you know we get it. I know? think. Well, you know, there was a, apparently there was a deleted scene that was cut. Like Ryan Johnson said that the reason he included the dice in Last Jedi was because there was a scene that was eventually deleted from Force Awakens. Where, like where Han, you know, he goes into the cockpit. Yeah. And he hangs the dice up. Yeah. Like he still got him, you know. And um, like the one thing that he didn't want to change from from <laughs> the previous film but, was the scene that got cut. Right, but but the point is, is that you know, like they are sort of you know. They were sort of retrofitting this arc with Han and the dice, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I, I get it. They, they were trying to. They were trying to. Make I just it. thought it was way, way heavy-handed. Like right, I just, I for whatever you. reason, I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, we get it. We only needed like one, maybe a, a second shot establishing that you know he's not going to leave any place without having those with him, and that's why it's so important. But anyway, yeah. I just, there was there was a few little things like that the I thought f- were a little goofy. The thing in the first 20 minutes that I, I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know, just like the dialogue felt like really oh. obvious and cliche to me. Like there was some line, you know, where he shows her, like he's got the, you know, he's got like the little, the hyperfuel capsule and he shows it to her and she's like, oh my God, you know, like we can, you know, we can escape, we can get out, you know, and we can, we can leave together. Like it like felt like yeah, very, like it, it the, did. the acting was very cheesy. Yeah. Well, just the dialogue. I mean, I yeah. don't like it, it just, for whatever reason, that scene. That scene is the one that had me worried, and then well, the, the whole thing with the the like you just see. you just are holding a rock and you made a sound with your mouth, you made a clicking like, sound, and I'm like, uh, it, it was kind of funny, like, that but like should be funny, it should be funny, but like not. I wasn't really laughing in the moment. Like in the moment, I was just kind of like, huh. I mean, it's basically you got two coconuts and you're banging them together. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly know? what it was. There's something about that whole scene, and, I, and not for nothing, too, it was like the way, you know, the whole lighting where it was all that, like, pale blue and yeah. nothing else was shown. Now, I know it was kind of played up because later he breaks that and it burns them or whatever, but yeah. it just, it just, I, not not maybe the strongest way to, like, start start the film, I think. Yeah. But, um. I, I, I thought I thought it got off to a little bit of a, little bit of a All, all of the stuff, like, there going through the, you know, with him sneaking away and, and and the chase scenes like I, you know just to be honest those chase scenes in the in those uh, hover cars not just that were not, exciting not exciting in the least in my opinion like it was and, shot in a very I don't know just it was just I, I was thinking like this would have been so exciting back in 1986 maybe you know? yeah I mean yeah you're right back then yeah but it was just it's it was just, it felt it felt very um it, it felt very bland. It yeah. like, just did not feel very exciting. Did not feel like there was really. I hundred percent agree. And I, then I thought that chase was very uninspired. I, I was a little iffy, although I will say, like looking back now that now that I've come out of the film and really enjoyed it, I was a little iffy too on that whole battlefield one, you know, scene that they yeah. were in. You know, where it's all like the trenches and the the you know that I, it, it was a little like, you know some of the gags like come on we're gonna lead it to boom and then he yeah. gets blood like I'm like it's a little like just a little goofy cheesy stuff and I'm like they're trying to kind of make this very dynamic or something I don't know and I, then, I do kind of dig the idea though like I dig the idea of like Han Solo like stumbles into a World War 2 heist movie 
Kind where, of, where he bumps yeah. into Woody Harrelson and Thandie uh, Newton. Looking back, I, I enjoyed I, a lot more. At I the moment, that. I didn't think it worked that well. Like yeah. you know, it kind of. I like that. Looking back, I'm 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 definitely more warm to it than I was at the time. Um, I uh, I really thought I, you know there's there's some things that happened too. I just really didn't expect. I didn't expect Newton's character to be gone so early in the film. I agree. Um, yeah. There there was maybe like a an, a tiny amount of like you know I felt like he should you know like he 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 sort of recovered from that loss pretty quickly. Like you know I don't know like. Five seconds later, they're in the office. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry to hear it." But I was like, oh, "I appreciate it." So, what have you got for? And like, that was like, there was yeah. no sort of like, yeah. He, I mean, he's he's kind of you know, he's a little bit of uh, onto business. Yeah, a little a little more though uh, than I kind of I I think. Well, but also you're, you're supposed he, to, you're like, supposed to knows, like him, although you know. Yeah, but he knows that Dryden is you know that, that Dryden's concern is false. Yeah. You know, yes, yeah, Dryden. That's true. It's just an affectation. I guess I just meant that I didn't feel like he show, showed. Enough, um, like you know, just basically, like you know, he he got over it almost instantaneously. And yeah. I'm just kind of thinking, like, especially for the character that you're supposed to and you do grow to really like because that makes the you know the betrayal of the ends maybe have a little more weight or whatever. Right, right. Um, you know, I feel like they probably should have done that. Should have done a little bit more there, but you know, yeah, you know, I have to say, I really expected it was going to be Lando that double crossed him. I really, you know, I'm not going to lie. Gonna when that when that door opens and that you kind of know like whoever is there is behind the wall that you're, you know, the angle that you're at. Yeah, I was very close. I was like, is it Lando or is it uh, uh, what's it? What was his name? Beckett. Beckett. I was leaning towards Lando. I, I thought, you know, well, I mean, you know, they're going to set up this whole thing of you know. Lando's got a betrayal problem, or well, you know, whatever. And it's it would have it would have got me because I did I, I was like it's Beckett, you know. Yeah. It's like I was like it pretty much is, but maybe it might maybe it's Lando, you know. But I was definitely if it had been Lando, I'd been like, Fuck, you fucker, you know, like you know, I mean, like, but in a in a like I should have known, you know, kind of way, like. Right. But I, it, it could have gone either way and, and still been interesting. Exactly. It almost makes me wonder too if like if there was a version of it at one point where maybe it was, it or was, maybe they, yeah. or maybe they played with that idea of like, well, what if we did have what would the, how would that change the dynamic right, later. Right. I think that uh, I have to say one of the things I do really like is I love um, I love where you know they, they find Lando at the Sabat game at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he comes up and he's like, "Hey, how you guys doing?" Yeah. And, and he's like, "I should have Chewie rip your arms off." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, come on!" And then he just grabs him and hugs him. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you thought?" And it's like it's such a great. Like yep. it's it sets up Empire that, so well. Oh, like, absolutely, he's like, "I'm gonna get you back. Like I'll get you back for this." That know? is the thing. Like. You leave the film feeling like that that relation because, like, really, when you when you kind of get it in Empire, you get it. You you have enough there, but you yeah. build in your mind this history they have, right? And now you and that it. almost never lives up when you when they try to redo it. No, that's a good you know, point. When, when yeah. they try to do it in a movie, you're like, oh man, the idea, the, the whatever whatever idea I had in my head was better than what you ended up doing. You shouldn't have, you should have not shown us. This was is every bit as good. Like yeah, this, they really that, did do a good job of, of like nailing that. I agree that that relationship, how how it's how it started, how it's you know kind of gone on. Yep. I will say, and also I love how it's like, you know, you you right off the bat, you you you, you start you see this pristine Millennium Falcon, and like one mission in, yep. you're like, okay, yeah, now I know. Oh, now like. I recognize now, it. Now now I know why it looks the way it does. Yeah, exactly. Because it wouldn't have been as much fun. Uh, you know, another thing I want to say about Lando is I love, and again, I mean, it's just like some of the some of the call outs, some of the fan service stuff. I think 
pitch perfect. Like it's so easy for that stuff to be over, you know, like a little heavy handed or overplayed or yeah. yeah. But pitch perfect. I thought that the uh, I love the scene after they land on like I can't remember the name of the planet, but wherever they go to have the uh, the, the hyper raw yeah. refined. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, and they're standing there and they're like looking at the ship and Lando says. I hate you. It's and Han says, "I know." I know. <laughs> it's such a it's such a great reversal of the yeah uh, of, of, the, of their... the, the Empire uh, thing with Leia. Uh, you know, just I mean, like little bits like that. You know, like yeah. just little things that uh, that that really make it charming. Oh yeah, yeah they. Okay. So let's talk about the best character in the movie, Chewbacca. Okay. I was, I, was, I was a little afraid where you can go there for a second. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, for me, like, we're talking about, like, the first, I don't know, you know, 20 minutes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. 30, 20 to 30 minutes. The first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie felt rough to me. It felt yes. like we're, like we haven't quite, like, we haven't it, quite hit the rhythm yet. I Basically, would almost dare to say that had to have been shot before. Yeah. It just, it just, it did not feel in the same tone or, or anything. Maybe that's the why they films. hired new directors. I don't yeah, know. Maybe so. But the point is that for me, the movie starts when Chewie shows up. Yeah. Uh, basically, once Chewbacca shows up, uh, that's where the movie really begins to, to click. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I mean, you and I talked about how, like, the thing that I want from this movie is I want it, like, I want a lethal weapon. I want a 48 hours. I want, yeah. like, sort of. I want Han buddy, and Chewie buddy cop I want film. A, exactly. And, the, and that and is we, what we got. We start getting that as soon as Chewie shows up. That vibe starts kicking in, and I, I love it. You know, the thing I will say that I really love, too, is, is, and again, this goes back to that, like, you know, maybe there's some things that are best left unsaid, you know, yeah. like um, like drummers that die in mysterious, you know, accidents. <laughs> Gardening accidents. Best left unsolved. Unsolved, really. Um, but anyway, and also so the thing I loved about um, about this was I kept wondering, okay, so how are they going to get us to, to feel at the end that Han and Chewie basically lay down their life for one another? You know, like like we're to believe that in a few minutes they're going to meet for the very first time. You yep. know, not 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 in the scene, but just like in the movie. Like we know in a few minutes here somewhere gonna it's going to happen, and then by the end they're going to be, you know, just just super close, and you know the the. The bond will be there, or at least that's what I think we, we kind of expect in general. Yeah. So, but they do that. You know, they, they do through those little moments of like, you know, the first time where, you know, like Han speaks, um, uh, what's the, uh, K- Kishekian well, or whatever? Yeah, is it, yeah, is yeah it, Whatever it is. Wookie, um, or, no, it, it's called like, uh, shit. They said it, they said it in the press junket, they, they gave the name and the language, and it's, I can't remember what it is. I mean, it's not like Wookiee or something. It's like not Wookiee's, but it's something you know. Like but anyway, he, and he speaks in Wookiee for a second, which kind of like you know puts him off just for a minute. Like what the what the hell? And then they kind of go back out for a while, and then he's like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I've got a plan. Like look, you know, work with me here. And they so basically it's like you know out of you know genuine genuinely at the time like hey I'm saving my own ass here, but yeah. I can get you out too. Like, he's got that kind of, you know, the, the, the hero vibe. Like, the thing that he always, you know, the whole thing with Han is he's always sort of doesn't want to admit, but he definitely has. Yeah. And he's always trying to pull the others along with him. Like, help, you know, help him out. And then, you know, later in the film when you kind of see he, he sort of, you know, he saves Chewie in that one moment, you know, before he gets hit by the rocks. And, like, yeah. later, you know, and, and I was wondering kind of how that was going to work. Like, if he was going to go help him save the other um, uh, Wookiees. Or was you know, but in in the end, he just kind of he's like you know, hey man, good luck. I hope you know, hope to see you later. 
You know, I wasn't really sure. I was like, I wasn't sure if he was going to go help him, and then they would, you know, finish the mission or what. Yeah, how it was going to go down. But you do believe at the end, like they've got a bond. Like it's not, it's not where it is, you know, later. But no. you, it definitely laid groundwork that makes it believable. Yeah, they get to where they get. Well, and you know, I have to say that one thing that I was a little concerned about. I mean, because obviously, like you know, always in the lore, there was this life debt that you know the Chewie owed Han, and I was a little like. I did not like want this scene. I mean, because like in the trailer, you know, where you, you like you see like the lead up to that moment yeah, where Chewie's headed for the yeah. rocks. And you didn't want that to be the moment because that's well, just too. Well, no, like I was thinking, like okay, like that could very well be the moment. But what I didn't want to see was like sometime after that, like Chewie gets down on one knee and you know I says, gotcha. "I owe you a life debt." Like you know, like I didn't want to see like that. And the fact that it wasn't that, like the fact that you know that Chewie Chewie was torn between allegiances and stuff like that, but ultimately. You know, ultimately decided. You know, I mean, it's unspoken what you know whatever oh, yeah. his decision was. Yeah. But ultimately, he decides that you know sticking with Han is the thing to you do. Know, and it's because he sees. I think it's because he sees that moment that Han. Yeah, goes cares about about other people other than just himself. You know, yeah. that's when he when he chases after Lando and uh, and Chewie knows they don't even like each other. Yeah, yeah. And but that's what kind of seals it is. He's like, you know, I've got to, you know, I. I I, I want to stick with this guy. Like I, he, yeah. he's he's trying to do the right thing. Um, I I really I thought I thought Chewie was awesome. And, and and you know what I liked about this and what I hated about Force Awakens and yeah. even although I help was Chewie in the Last Jedi. I don't even know. I'm blocking yeah. from memory. But the like in in Last Jedi, I felt like they really. Um, by the way, spoilers. I don't guess if we if we have to be that clear. <laughs> but like in Last Jedi, when you know when Han dies. They never Force really, Awakens. Force Awakens, sorry. Yeah. They never, um, sorry. They never really give, in my mind, Chewie, like he has that one scene where he, I totally ah, agree. and then ju 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 I totally I, agree. I was waiting for that moment when they get back home, a moment between like Leia, Leia and, Chewie. and Chewie. Yeah. And I don't even think that there was like a cut scene. Like I thought maybe no, like, well, wasn't. maybe they cut it for time or something. No. no. I'm like, how do you not do, like. Yeah, I've, J.J. Abrams has actually, he's he's copped to that. Like, he's admitted in the press. That he's he just fucked up. Yeah, he, he says, uh, he well, says the biggest, he's like, the biggest mistake I've made is, like, Leia should have hugged Chewie instead of Ray when they got back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, he's like, it really, I it, fucked that up. It really bothered me. Like, I mean, like, genuinely does kind of bother me because, again, it's like, Chewie just kind of feels like, at that point, it's like, well, who, who does he have any bond with anymore? You know, yeah. he's just going to stick around the rest of these movies because he's kind of, you know, this... You know, every once in a while, we'll just get somebody to go, <laughs> Chewie, you're right. Yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. The rest of the movie's like, there was, I, I did not like, I did not like how they killed Han. I felt like that was so under underplayed. Like, I don't even care that they did it. Like, like the... But just not that way. It, you know, it's not like I'm like, they should have never killed Han. You can't do that. Like, it's not that at all. Like, I was totally fine with them doing it. I just thought they did it poorly, and it did not hold really the weight it should have. And then it could have redeemed itself a little bit if you'd had a moment later where Chewie gets this scene that kind of like, you know, she really knows. Like, she is the only one maybe that's left around that really understands how big of a loss that was, you know? Yeah. And maybe the guilt he feels, you know? Because, I mean, like, you know, maybe he feels guilty somehow about, like, you know, I, I owed him my life and I, you know, sadly let him, you know, go on this, this you know, go down there when I told him, you know, when I said he shouldn't, you know, or, should, you know, should be careful, whatever. You know, there should have been something... You get so much though in this in this movie where it makes up for all those like lack of chewy in in the the, the earlier uh, you know film. I got to give a lot of credit too to uh, to the, the guy 
that they got playing Chewie now. Uh, Jonas, Eunice. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel any like it. Didn't even feel like there's a different actor playing it. Like I, it's just I same mannerisms, same same. He's, yeah, he's got it. I mean, after after doing it for a couple movies now, I mean, he's really. I mean, like that, that look at the end, you know, where, where you know Hans is, you know, like, what have I ever steered you wrong? And Chewie just he oh, just yeah. does that thing, like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, like little head turn, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, he's he's really he's got it. I, I love that when they're sitting at the Spock table at the very end of the Spock match when he like holds up, he's like, yeah, shows it to him, shows it to him, he's like, <laughs> he's like oh god, is that what, is that really what you're gonna play? We're dead. We're dead. Um, it's a it's a good moment. I thought they did so good. Now I tell you, somebody we haven't talked about at all. I don't think, and I was I I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm mixed on it. Is uh, was it L three? Is that the character? L seven. L seven. I really like L seven. Well, I did a lot more as it went on. <laughs> I thought the 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 because everybody I did that was one of the like oh, not really spoiler, but like one of yeah. the things I kept seeing was the social justice warrior robot. Yeah. And I will admit, part of me is like, uh, I don't want to, you know, whatever this is going to be. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. Early in the film, I, I really was. I was kind of like, oh god. So is every line of dialogue she has going to be some like you know. It's only going to have to do with that. But then as it plays out, you kind of see why it is, where it comes from. Yeah. I, I really liked her. And then and again... It pays I, off in a big way, Well, too. and again, though, I actually... Go, free your brothers. Freedom. <laughs> I felt like it, it actually was let down just a little bit by her death. And, and the, like, I kind of felt like there there should have been at least a little bit more of a moment between her and... and, and, and uh, Lando, like I mean, I don't. I'm not saying like should have kissed her or anything like that. I just I I felt like I I thought I thought it. I didn't think it was. I guess this is my thing. I think like these are characters that are these are people that are like huge parts of their life, and then it just they don't really do anything with it at the end. It just sort of, you know, ah crap. I got to get her on here. Like I thought he handled well. I just thought it would have been a thing they should have. Like when she gets loaded up, like like he he goes back there and he's worried about his uh, ship when he's going back there and like ripping her. You know, logic board out there. I just felt like some of those are like, oh man, you know, if if this was somebody really you were that tight with, and you're about to go back there and rip, rip their logic circuit out, I don't know that you'd be concerned with other things or whatever. But that's you. you know, that's me. Um, I, I I did think uh, I did think the the humor uh, from that character was was actually pretty pretty awesome, pretty funny. It's really interesting to see how they shot that too. Like she, I don't know if you've seen any of the footage on hmm. set. But she is basically wearing like an L seven costume with like a green screen like suit on underneath. Oh, it. But huh. I mean, like, you know, like she's got. I mean, it's like she's puppeteering it from inside. You huh. know, like she's wearing, you know, like like the, the way that like the arms are sort of I don't know like they're roughly rectangular shaped and stuff like that. I got you. The you know the sort of the the UFO shaped head and everything. Hmm. It's really like you should you should go check it out. It's wild. Like I I, I was like. Why didn't you just do a digital character? Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. She, I mean, she's I, yeah. really acting. I mean, she's driving it all. She's oh right yeah, there. yeah. It did. It did feel. Uh, it did feel good in that. You know, in 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 the way in the in the world. Like it felt. Yeah. You know, felt more real. Probably. Like you know. That, again, I go back to like some of the best characters from these last two movies have been the robots. Yeah, L seven K four. Yeah, K four. <laughs> We can't not, apparently give him more than just a letter and a number, but still, you not know, me. But, I um, can survive in space. Somebody. Now, this was one of the few things I didn't want to say anything about ahead of time. But is yeah. it okay if we? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah of so, um, there was, I, and I, I. So I'm going to ask you because I, I didn't see it. Somebody said that there was, and I'm guessing it was in the like the riot scene. 
Yeah. Uh, I think C-3PO. C-3PO is freed by one of the robots. Oh, no, I didn't see that. And because I, I just, again, one of those things, flipping through pages and, and saw like a tweet or something you know, on a page that said, yes, that was C-3PO in such... And I was like, oh, go, go, go. Yeah. But I'm... Because I, I didn't want to read any further because I, I, I missed it. I, I totally missed it. Well, I, and I may be wrong and whoever, yeah. I, whoever I saw was wrong, but like I said, I didn't want to read any further because I was like, I was already like, well, shit, well, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to get something there spoiled. Was, there was a moment in that scene where I thought I saw R2, but then I was like, well, I mean, it's just, you know, like... It's fucking astromech droid, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it it's, it just makes me think. There there is a line of um, there's a line that three PO has in a New Hope where he says something. You know, like we'll be sent to the spice mines of Kessel, or you know, I think it's a New Hope that he says something like that in. And uh, I wonder if it's sort of a if it's like a, you know, is it we'll be sent there again? Again, yeah, like we'll be <laughs> sent know? back to the spice mines of Kessel, or yeah. And like the whole um, the whole memory wipe kind of thing, like yeah, I guess you could argue at some point, like you know, we find out that they were memory wiped, you know, before they were, which I guess they well, didn't talk I about guess that they before, were because they? you know three PO he says that you know that their last owner was Captain Antilles, you know, the captain of uh, Tanner and they Four, obviously you know, and obviously they'd gone to Bail Organa after uh, after what have you. And, I mean, I think like three PO's memory got wiped. I don't think R two did. I yeah, that's the, or did but he's he, that's but the it didn't get fully wiped or something because. Okay, so here's another thing I just thought of that I dig. Um, I love, you know, like after they they get to again the, the planet where they're going to have the uh, the stuff refined, and Han says, "Hey, we did the we did the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs." And, yeah, and, and, and like, Chewie's like, mm. yeah. "He's like, well, if you round down, it's twelve. But then by a new hope, he's like, it's the ship that did the Kessel Run in less than twelve less parsecs. Than twelve parsecs. I, like, see, like to me, I love that's, that. that. It's even better. It's even better that like you realize that like every time he says it, it's a little bit less. I love that. Oh, I know, I know exactly. You just, you just, you just. <laughs> Schmutzing on the the Vaseline every time you tell a story, right. just 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 it a blurring bit, it just a little, a little more. bit better. Yeah, I I thought, and I, I feel touches. like there was one or two other ones that I'm just it's it's leaving right now. But they were they were in the vein of the uh, uh, Terexai you know reference they made earlier. Like where yeah. there was just stuff that I was like, oh shit, is that oh crap? And the um, the one the one thing I kind of elbowed you when I saw it, although I realized later it was just uh, was was when they had the um, the uh, what's the fucking uh, Boba Fett's armor? The uh, Mandalorian Mandalorian um, armor in the background because the way they panned, I thought it was somebody standing guard, and yeah. I, and I was like, oh oh shit! And then then like later they sort of pan around and I realized yeah. it's just armor, but I was like for a half second I was like, oh fuck! So you know, Boba Fett's there to you know yeah get some money or some shit. It's also um, it, it's also I thought it was really cool that. Uh, you know that apparently the um, the disguise that Beckett wears, the one that Lando wears, the in one Jedi, Lando wears in Jedi, like apparently yeah. they they just got that like on the Falcon. They're like, oh, you know, it, hey, hang on to this; it might come in handy. I mean, it does make you think that like they just they, they they got it one time and then just threw it in the threw it in the uh, you know because they keep going back to the 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 under, under the panels like the 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 to hide the stuff at, yeah, you yeah. know. It, it kind of makes you wonder, because Becky goes back there like 14 times, you know, and you figure like maybe he just found that back there while, or, or stashed it back there yeah, when exactly. he was done. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I did I did dig that. One of the other things, and, and again, like I said the same thing about Rogue One, and I feel the same thing about this. Like, to me, these, these, these movies, these standalone Star Wars story movies, like mm-hmm. they feel like the kinds of, the kinds of stories that, you know, we fans, like, you know, dreamt up 
uh, imagining this or, you know, like, like playing the Star Wars role-playing game and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I really got a kick out of was that those, uh, those marauders that, uh, that, you know, steal the job out from underneath them there near the beginning, um, that those marauders are riding swoops. Yeah. I, I mean, that was like, that was always like a part of the lore in the expanded universe is that, you know, you had these, you know, these gangs of, uh, of, uh, of pirate criminals and, you know, they were always depicted as riding these swoops and yeah. to see that, uh, you know, to see that pay off in this movie that's obviously dealing with the criminal underworld of Star Wars was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, even the, I mean, you know, like, uh, like Dryden's, like his, his vibro knives, you know, again, I mean, like vibro blades were something that was, you know, yeah. like the first time I ever heard about vibro blades was, you know, reading the Star Wars role-playing yeah. game handbook, you know. Yeah, because you always think that, like, oh, well, it, it looks like a lightsaber, so it can only be some sort of thing, but it's not. It's just, it's an electronic, or, or a, uh, you know, plasma yeah. cutter or something along those lines, you know, and, and uh, they, they've they used it, because they used it, it seems like a lot in the last couple films, like for, you know, the, what's those, uh, what's the Red Guard that's, yeah. like, uh, in... Um, yeah, in, uh, in Last Jedi. Last Jedi, where they had like all their weapons kind of had that edge to them yeah, with that stuff. They had like vibro weapons, and I think I think good, they might but... have even shown up once in Rogue One. I'm trying to remember. I think now. you're right. I think you're right. Oh no, that was a cool call out. Um, one of the one of the guys that's part of that gang is uh, Saul Guerrero's number two in Rogue One. The, the guy Which that's got, one? He's the guy that's got like that breath mask. Like, like when they bring Bodhi up for the first time in the desert on Jeddah, and he's like, is that him? Is that Saul Guerrero? And, you know, he's the guy wow. that, you know, is like, uh, you know, let's I get totally moving. I missed that. I'll, I'll have to go back and watch he's it. He's got the mask with like the four hoses coming off I do. Of I think I know like what you're talking about, but I guess for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm but I, I, I totally believe you. I just, I, I miss that. Yeah, he he's he's part of that swoop gang. He's part of like you know we whatever even, that we didn't even talk about. R two was in the movie. Oh yeah, Warwick Davis. Oh, Warwick Davis was in the movie. Yeah, that was awesome. That, uh, that whole uh, that, that was great. I, you know, and, and that's one of those things I love. That's one of those things of like you know what, you know him coming back and having like a major role in the film. I, I don't know if that's a real realistic thing or like if you even want that. You know what I mean? If that's the right thing to do, but having like this role like that was just perfect. Like a you know little. Uh, just uh, that guy. Okay. I, I, I swear I don't remember seeing him though. Yeah, yeah. He's part of the. He's part of the gang. Okay. Awesome. He's, he's, he's a background player. I got you. I mean, like, like you just you kind of see him there in the background, but he's yeah. When they when they all kind of take Let's their masks off or something. Ben Thick is his character's name. Um, I love that like the name drop of um, um fucking the other uh, bounty hunter shit. Um, they mentioned him like early in the film. If you don't, we'll Bosch. Do Bosch, yeah, the, Bosch, the, yeah, the the uh, they name drop like some things like that, and I love that's what I like. I like when they just do something that's like there's no there's no need. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to go, you know, into any huge details. Just drop you know drop names of characters or places, things like that that we know about. Like those just, little things can go a long way they, to they create really the can. world to like build that. Yeah, and without making it seem like you're you're like you're trying too hard. You know, like the one thing also I, I liked about this was you, you know. So many people said that, like, you know, well, the reason, uh, you, you know, if you like the Marvel movies, you can't have anything wrong with the, the, the humor in Last Jedi because it's just the Marvel formula. I'm like, it's not. Like, the Marvel formula is, like, things that, one, are funny, and, two, fit within the, 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 the world and situation that's going on. And they're on. generally driven by character. Exactly. Whereas, like, they were very gimmicky in Last Jedi. I thought the humor in this really worked well. Yeah. Like, there's maybe one or two times, and, and frankly, it was probably, again, in the in the 
in you the, know, in the, in the first, first 20 minutes yeah, or so. The first uh, 20 I'm starting to wonder if, like, you know, so the film's about three hours. If Ron Howard shot 70% of the right. film, that first, like, 30 minutes or so might have been the only part that was left over. Let's see. What's the running time here? I'm meant to look that up anyway. But anyway. Uh, but I, I, I do, um, I, you know, let's, let's go back minutes. to something. Go back to something we said at the very beginning of this. I really can't believe word of mouth hasn't gotten out more about this. I agree. I mean, now, admittedly, we're we're watching it week three. Yeah. You know, we're not helping the problem any, I guess. Yeah. And, and I will say, I will say, we 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 had the the after effects of going week three, which is the people that come in there feel like they can take their shoes off next to you. <laughs> I guess I guess that's week three audience. Yeah. Week one audience is like, like we dress up, we you know, yeah. like right in there. Week, and then week three, three is like, like oh, let's kick off the shoes. It's like, man, I'm not out in public. I might as well take these <laughs> shoes off. I'm I'm sitting at the house with. <laughs> My, with with thirty, of my best friends. Actually, let's be honest. There were thirty. There were twelve people. There were twelve people in the theater. There were twelve people. Um, but yeah, I, I will say, I I I would have thought like week one, I kind of get because you know you, yeah. you you know the word hasn't gotten out yet. But like, I mean, week three and it's still really. Ha- I, I would almost. I'm kind of really surprised that this has not done better now, now having seen it. I agree. It's 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 great. I, I mean, it's. I, I don't know if it was just. I don't what's know. The, if, what's if, the uh, if cinema the, score and stuff like? What, what's the audience reaction? Is it? I don't know. Of people that have seen it, I wonder if it's uh, Metascore sixty two. <laughs> Not great. Um, I don't. Think I, I don't know if it's it. just that, that the week three expectations are lower than the week one expectations. Maybe. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, but now the thing is, though, that most of like most of my friends, people that I heard from that saw this, they all said, "Oh yeah, it's fun. It's really yeah, fun. you know, you the, there's there's only two people that I've talked to uh, that had seen it prior to this, and both of them, one of them just said you'll really like it, and yeah. one said like it was good. Like that was you know like yeah, which is I'll be honest, spot on. I mean, yeah. like I will say, have, exactly. if I'd gone into it with like typical like summer blockbuster expectations yeah. I probably would have come out being like man that was really good as it is I went in there with frankly like this this may be painful kind of expectations you know and then came out like oh shit that was awesome right. you know like like it, it, it really um, right I, I was I was really concerned and and just, I was too I'm not now and I have to say though that I think that the I think that the anticipation of it oh crap this could be bad yeah keeping our expectations low I think really paid off it definitely did definitely did you know one thing we didn't really get the chance to talk about was uh, we were talking about casting and everything and I do I love the cast but I have to say I really like Paul Bettany Bettany seemed to be having a lot of fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I like to watch Paul Bettany have fun. I, I will say the, I liked him. The one thing I wish, though, is again, it's you know, and and this I will say is the Marvel formula of like villains that don't really have. They're they are kind of just there. Like he he was fun in what he did with it, but like you know, the whole time I'm kind of watching the movie, like what's wrong with his face? What's where? Wh- who is he? Where does he come? What, what's the thing going on? You oh, know, like, no, I mean, they just created the makeup, you know, using a video game character creation system, and you know, oh, okay. everybody goes for scarification. Always. I got you. I got you. Always got to have scarification. I just it, that was one of those things where it kind of like like, you know, what's his name, Snook or whatever, Snoke, Snoke, whatever, Snooks, Jeff, whatever, Jeff, Supreme, Supreme, Supreme Leader Jeff, Jeff. Um, it just is one of those where it's kind of like I, I want. I want there to be a little more there, you know, because it's, it's, it's just, I want to know, I want to, you know, I want to know why I should be afraid of this guy. And I mean, they do build it up a little. And I actually did remember one other thing that drove me crazy, but just the, just the one, 
Go ahead. Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Well, could they not have come up with a better name? Like that to me literally okay. sounds like a, a, a legit like it is communist the most, movement in the seventies. It's the most generic. I mean, like I'm almost. I, I could it be does wrong. not sound Star Wars like okay. at all. Either. I could be wrong, but I, okay, I'm sure that Crimson Dawn is in Marvel Comics somewhere. I know I've heard it there. I'm almost thinking that Crimson Dawn might be in DC Comics too. Um, it just sounded so generic, and they does. and they said it so many times that it really felt like. Like honest to God, it really it, it felt genuinely like a low budget, uh, you know, action movie with like a terrorist organization called Crimson Dawn. Well, you I mean, know, it sounds like the sequel to the documentary Red Dawn. It it, it, it legit does, and but it was anyway. just goofy. And if they hadn't said it so many times, I probably wouldn't care. But I mean, by the end of the movie, they're dropping it like every other two seconds, and you're like. Can, real quick, can we talk about changing the name? Can we talk like like I want? I almost wanted Question. I almost wanted there to be a joke of like one guy in the back be like, "Hey, by the way, I thought we were gonna start calling ourselves like you know, Flames of Justice or something, <laughs> something different than than Crimson Dawn, Flaming Pies of Justice, Flaming, um, Flaming Pies of Ben of Flaming Pies of Vengeance. I think will be the name of my next. Flaming game. Vengeance. No. That Flaming Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I just for some reason that's every time they would say it, I was just like, the thing no, is, really, really. What? Are, I know we're just using it as a placeholder. What are we going to do? At what the are end? we going to call it for real? Then <laughs> the thing is, it reminds me. I don't think it was actually called Crimson Dawn. I'm going to go home and I'm going to pull out my fucking Star Wars God second no, edition role playing book. Do it again now. But uh, the thing is, I'm thinking in the expanded universe there actually was a big. Okay, what was the name? What was the name of the criminal organization? You Crimson remember, Dawn. You remember Shizor from uh, Shadows of the Empire? Yeah, the one who tried to put the pheromone uh, moves on Leia. Yeah. Okay. Was it like? Wasn't his organization called like Crimson Sun or Crimson Dawn or something? Like it sounds. Let's hope it was called Crimson Dawn. Because <laughs> they, just, they just came up with it out of nowhere. It's stupid. Um, uh, and what is uh, sorry folks we're doing uh, we're, we're on doing, our phones in the car but we're, we're googling parked, stuff so right it's now okay. Um, okay okay blah 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 <laughs> blah 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 I'll edit all this out <laughs> you should leave it <laughs> like just listen, listen to us read things on the internet overlord silently of the, okay overlord uh, princes or the alien overlord of the largest criminal organization in the galaxy are they going to mention the criminal organization the book emphasize okay blah 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 the comments well, where's this fucking story soundtrack I, I don't think it is this it. says here um, the solo movie implies that Maul regrouped and created Crimson Dawn as a new power base yeah 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 so Basically saying that like he created it after the Shadow Collective, I guess yeah. whatever that is. Okay. So anyway, I don't know. All right. They so, they definitely didn't you know get well, with I mean, any marketing people naming yeah, their right. naming their group. It but it does like it remind like there's there's something I, and for whatever reason I'm thinking that it's got something to do with Prince Caesar and Shadows of the Empire. But there's something about Crimson Dawn that reminded me of that. But I mean you know like when you see Maul like I mean he's wearing the same necklace. You know, he's got that necklace with sort of like the inverted arch. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, you see that symbol a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I'm wondering is... Okay, so I think that we are all... We're all hoping to get the sequel, Solo Part 2, The Hunt for Chewie's Bowcaster. <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah. My question is, is Kira going to become 
the antagonist. Yeah, I, I the eventual will, antagonist that Han that, has to. And I guess that's why when out. I was kind of saying like I, I sort of wanted a little bit more out of her backstory as well is because I I kind of like they're playing it up like no 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 you really don't know well, what yeah. she has done like right. like you know what I mean like they're, yeah. they're like I don't care what you no 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 I don't, well, literally I don't think you can fathom the kind she of shit did. she's the done the thing is I, after you said that the first time like what I what I immediately leapt into my imagination was uh, they could have had a character with her on the like I keep wanting to call it a sail barge but on the yacht on Dryden's yacht uh, they could have they could have done something really simple like there's like the waitress who like brings him the drinks or whatever, like you know she almost spills them or whatever and Kira's like you know like get a hold of yourself like listen, you've got to you got to focus here like you know you cannot screw up around these people they're gonna kill you. like she's sort of like you know yeah. got a little bit of this under her wing kind of vibe yeah and then at the end after after Dryden's dead after she communicates with Maul or whatever she kills that that character <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like you know, just kind of show that you know where you see her being all all nurture nurturing and and sort of matronly and then she just turns and kills that character like something like that like you could have done or, something. or like she brings her she she brings her drink she said it's okay then kills her like like she's yeah. she's she's calm and nice about it yeah. but she's not gonna she can't yeah. let it go you're getting on. much better at this yeah wham, wham. yeah but uh, the point the i do point think is, she's gonna be bad i think i think she has to okay okay i, I agree but the, like they could have sown the seeds for it right there maybe it would yeah. have been too much i mean i'm heavy-handed you know i'm heavy everything but <laughs> i'm heavy-handed you know maybe maybe it would have been too much but i think that they could have done something that would have taken a lot of screen time i agree and would have given you that now, and, I, and i don't think that would have been heavy-handed even just right. just real quick follow up like i, I think you're exactly right that they could have done a few things that would have just given you because right now it's very ambivalent or ambivalent, like or what's the word? Ambiguous. Ambiguous. That's the word I was looking for. I, I know. It's very much. I like had that. it. Strangely enough, you were awesome. If only you looked over the, here. Um, the they 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 don't let you know really anything. Like good, they just leave it up there. And I, yeah. I wonder if that's because maybe they weren't sure. Like they were right. like, look. We're hedging our bets because if people yeah. really like this character, maybe this we don't way, do it. Or this way. but I mean, like, yeah. I, but anyway, sorry, you were going to say that, yeah. th- that's a good point. The, the other thing I was going to say is that I, if they do any more of these solo movies, I'm going to be very disappointed if we if we don't. I mean, he can't take too much of a role. Uh, I don't think he can be too central to it. But boy, it'd be it'd be cool to see Maul a little bit. Oh more. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, and I definitely think like Maul. Is a is you know the thing that the, the reason I think that Maul stuck with people so much is because he wasn't used that often. Yeah, like he was used and he was used very much as like what you know as let's not fuck with this guy because yeah. like the one time we we almost fucked up with him like he almost killed us all and yeah. we luckily just got out of there in time. Yeah. Um, the second go round like it took two Jedi like it, you know and and one of them died to to you know to to take him out and, and they didn't even take him out you know right, so right. um i think he he's great when he's used as a punctuation like you know if he's if if it's the threat like he's used exactly the way they probably should have done something like uh, snooker the guy from uh, last jedi yeah gets cut in half yeah um like where you think he is this massively powerful you know all godly being and then you know he ends up just getting cut in half and then he's slowly just he's just two know. half jeffs and uh, which is actually what they did to to Darth Maul too. So I guess they should like so, I, so he's coming out. back. So if you know if they do something like that and like play it up as like you know you really don't want to mess with this guy you really don't and, and he's in the background then at the end he shows up and it's basically 
uh, Sith Lord going up against non-Jedis. Yep. Like, is really, have we seen that yet in, in any meaningful way? I don't recall, no. I, well, I mean, I mean, Sith Lord going up against the former crew of Tantive Four. You know, you got you got Darth Vader, you know, showing them what's, True. what's yep. all about. Exactly. Basically, what it's all about is them dying horribly. Horribly. Dude, um, I, I love, just, just real quick, because it reminded me of that scene with Vader. Like, that scene with Vader at the end of, of uh, Rogue One is is like that payoff that they couldn't have done back then. They just couldn't. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, with the technology, you know, and everything, it probably would have made it impossible. But the fucking, like, him force-choking people up against the ceiling, wow. what, you know, hit Cut him in half. Remind me of the scene with Chewie, though, where Chewie, like, goes there, hits that dude, slams him up yeah. in the ceiling, and, like, oh, knocks yeah. him away. I mean, it's just, like, the, it's those moments that you wanted to see back then, but just probably weren't as doable with yeah. the technology and the, you know... The Wookiee yeah. hand-to-hand fighting is pretty... It, it's, ah, it's, it's, awesome. br- it's brutality. Ooh. It's sheer brutality. So fun. Where, where Chewie picks that guy up, swings him up over his head, and then just like crushes his skull. On yeah, the slams him onto his head. Like ah, I actually will ah, say, I was some of the violence in this great. surprised me just a little. Like yeah. it just, I mean, they and they kind of had it in uh, in the the previous ones as well. But like in Rogue One, I feel like there's a time or two there's just like, oh shit, okay. oh snap. Like when it, when he just blatantly kills that one dude. That's the you know like, hey, it's okay, man. You know. Door, yeah, we're gonna shit. get out of here. Bam. You know, and like you're like, oh shit. You know, some of this, you know, violent, like. Chewie turns around and has the two arms of the of the dude, <laughs> and he's like, "Great, that outfit would have fit me perfectly. Thank you." You know, the one the one uniform, the one uniform would have fit perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, come on, the Wookiee's got to rip somebody's arms out of their sockets. This has got to happen. <laughs> Let the Wookiee win. You know, uh, one thing, uh, you know, just kind of talking about Maul. One thing that I think is really cool is you know is Maul's voice mm-hmm. it's done by Sam Witwer who is has been doing the voice in the shows. Oh okay. Now, he's not the guy that did Maul's voice in Phantom Menace. Oh okay. But Maul and that's but that's just kind of I mean that's cool. Like it's cool yeah. that that there's that continuity uh of of Sam Witwer doing the voice. That's neat. Yeah, they um you know they they've definitely with with Rebels they've definitely done a good job of kind of adding to Star Wars without and, and doing something that, you know, they probably wouldn't have done. Like, they probably wouldn't have done this, the story that's in Rebels in a movie. It's just, it's a little too, you know, complicated yeah. and long-term. And, you know, yeah. it would have been hard to really condense that all down and have it be as meaningful. They can do it in a cartoon, but, you know, then they also still took things like that. Like, that's why I still so, so, so hope that we see General Thrawn at some point. In the movies? In the movies. Oh, me too. Uh, because, like, too. I feel like that's, again, one of those, like... I will admit, I do think that, you know, with, with that just enormous uh, extended universe that Star Wars had for a while, it is a little unwieldy. And I under, I kind of understand, you know, Disney's reason of being like, hey, look, we're just, we're never, we're, we're going to, we're never going to be able to work within those confines yeah. with, with the kind of, with the, with the amount of movies we want to do going forward. Yeah, we're going to step so, on toes. We might as well just. But they've also clean. been smart enough in that a few of the things they've still kept, you know, they still kept yeah. a few things here and there that they're like, look, that was popular enough that we will make that work yeah. within our world. That's a great character. Let's, you know, yes, let's, let's, let's there's keep There's no that. reason to, there's no reason to lose great characters. Yeah, yeah. And, and Thrawn, I mean, Thrawn is, is very intact. I mean, he's, he's very, like one of the very... first. He's like one of the ones I really would think, because like, we're, you know, the whole thing with all these movies, and I, and I do understand like what, you know, kind of Ryan Johnson was, was trying to do to some degree is kill a lot of the old kind of ideas, you know, and I mean, I, I will say there is something to like, you know, hey, how, how many more stories of Jedi and Sith can we tell without kind of retreading a lot of old ground? Yeah. So to me though, Thrawn's like that perfect thing of like, here is someone who is, 
you know, as a as a uh, tactician and as a, just like, like yeah. he could be a amazing villain yeah. and not be a force force wielding one. Right. I, I mean, going up against Thrawn is like it's like taking on Alexander the Great. You know, yeah, it's like, or Batman. Best, best of luck to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's just, but that's the whole thing. Is I think you know if they're looking for a new direction to go, like some new characters, yeah, that's, that's that that would do. be a strong enough villain that would make you be, you know, because I mean, like when you're going down from a force wielding, you know, being, it's like, you know, well, anything's gonna be a step back, right? But if you did somebody like that, I think you could really make that be a very, you know, this dude, you know, we thought the fucking Sith were bad. This dude can yeah. do it without. And this not have any of that ability. This guy doesn't need the force yes. to, to fuck you up. Yeah. You know, w- one thing that I kind of want to end on here is um, is that uh, the, the one of the things, one of the things that I desperately, desperately wanted for this movie to be is, and I got a little bit of this from the trailer, like like just like the whole thing with like L7 and all that it it I got a little bit of the vibe of of the uh, the Han Solo adventures books, which I read a long time ago, mm. and like, like one of them's called Han Solo at Star's End. I can't remember the name of the other two, uh, but um, there's a uh, I mean like they go back to like I don't know like like the early '80s I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when they were first published, but I mean, it was early. I mean, it was, you know, it precedes almost everything else. And uh, as a matter of fact, they may have been, they may have been the first sort of like, you know, like Ex- non- ex- expanded universe kind yeah. of thing. And like, I don't Telling know. Telling the story they, that wasn't just a, a book retelling of the movies or something like that. Yeah. And there, there were like, there was like a pair of droids. Like, I think like, like Blue Max was like, he was like a little like, like cube kind of droid. And then there was like another one, like maybe Baymont. I can't remember the character's name now, hmm. but he was like, you know, like a big sort of, he was a, he was a, uh, a muscle droid. But anyway, Han, Han and Chewie, and I mean, like they were up against, I can't remember, like they were in some part of the galaxy that the Empire wasn't all that active, and but there was like a big criminal organization called like the Syndicate or hmm. something like that. But anyway, those stories were just all about Han and Chewie, and like they're like out to get rich, and yeah. you know, and like you know, get the job done, you know, screw over the screw over the you know the man, get their money and and get out of town and. The this movie really did have that vibe. Absolutely, and, and actually, that was one thing I was I was on, I was really on the lookout. I was really on the lookout to see like I wonder if there be any references. Yeah, to you know to uh, to that, and they felt a little like I mean, there's even like a fucking scene where uh, I mean, there's like some character they talk about like he's like you know some big bad that like some mercenary that gets called in because Han and Chewie are giving the syndicate like such grief, and. Um, and you know they're talking about like oh you know he's like this you know he's like this fucking unbeatable gunfighter or whatever and Solo's like there's only one gunfighter in this part of the galaxy and you're looking at him you know like like I mean he really had yeah. like the, like the Solo swagger as it were and the fact that there is I mean like there are vibes of this I mean there's part I mean this movie in a lot of ways it feels like a western in oh, space it, abs- well the the fact that. Woody Harrelson's character is doing the spin move with his gun every yeah. two seconds and dual wielding, sideways shooting. And yeah. I, mean, I love that. Like bunch. it felt so, and it, it and it didn't feel out of place. Like that's I love no, movies where works. they can change something, but yet it still doesn't feel out of place because too often they 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 change it. and You're like, well, yeah, but that doesn't that feels like something else. Yeah, this did feel very natural. Like it felt within the world. That's God. Just they did. It's such a good job. I really. I. I. I I'm, 
so many of the characters, like even, uh, what was it, is it Rio or Brio? What was the name of that one character? The, the one that Favreau voiced? Oh, is that Favreau? Okay, yeah, I was yeah. trying to figure the, out when the, I was listening the guy to with, it. The guy with like like six yes. limbs. I knew, you know what, that's so funny too, because I knew he was in it and it just totally passed me that I was like, didn't even look for where he was. Yeah, like, you know, that he, that character's not in the movie long at all. And still has a few moments, you know, still yeah. has a few little, little, little moments, like, you know. He does, he's got some good stuff. It's, uh, they, they did, they just did a lot with, like, all the little piece characters around everything that was going on. Um, very, very good. I, I really, you know, I, I don't know that we ever get answers to these kind of questions, but I would love to yeah. know. John Favreau the, voices Rio Durant, or Rio, Durant. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would love to know, you know, like, how much was shot before, how much was shot yeah. after, because I... All joking aside, I do feel like that first sequence felt like a very different film. The rest of it did feel very fun and very yeah. lighthearted, and that that exactly what we were asking for is like a buddy cop film, like a yeah. you know buddy cop western in space, you know, yeah. essentially. And that that first chunk really didn't like like to the point that I'm like, you know, I bet that that, that almost has to be something they kept, you know, and then and then reshot a lot of the rest of it. Um, I don't know. I you know it just. Uh, I I think it'll probably be a long, long time before we find out. Yeah, if if we ever do, because yeah. you know, a lot of times even we never find out the, to the full extent of like you know this scene, this. People scene, this will scene, talk this. one day, I think. But I, I mean, yeah. like like all that. I mean, there's tons. There's tons of deleted scenes and alternate versions of things mm-hmm. from Rogue One, and you know, they're not letting well, go of that anytime soon. Well, exactly, and like you know, I think of uh, you know, I mean. The movie's still bad, but like Justice League, yeah. you know, just just it, I would be kind of interested to see what you know what things were and were. And you know, you can watch the movie and and make a guess because I do yeah. think that there's some there's some very clear changes here and there. You know, you're like, okay, what? Well, yeah, well <laughs> at any time, Superman has a fucking you know cl- you know clear slug on his upper lip or whatever. You know, it <laughs> it then you know it was a reshoot. Yeah, um, but you, you know, know, there's like there's like there's the different colorings. Like you know, some 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 are like. You know, basically, if anything was shot in the dark or anything was shot in the light, like he's like, okay, that was probably done by uh, Whedon. That was probably done by Zack uh, Snyder, Snyder yeah. because you know it's just right. you just kind of get the feel. Yeah, you know, we give Justice League a hard time, but I got to tell you, the, the one part where Ben Affleck says that word, it was pretty good. No, I can't. I can't go there with you. Okay, well, uh, I'm wrong. I think I'll admit it. But <laughs> I, I think if you go back and watch, you'll you'll, you, you'll find out yourself. you're wrong. There's that, there's that one time. Yeah. Nope, nope, no. No, no you're, no, you're, you're wrong. wrong about that, too. <laughs> All right. Well, the one thing we're not wrong about is that uh, we had a lot of fun. I really did. Watching Solo. I really did. Uh, I, I think, I, like I said, I, I don't think that the movie's necessarily gotten... I mean, honestly, the only criticism I've heard of the film is it's not doing that good in theaters. That is you are. That is exactly right. You know? you, now that you think about it, I don't think I've heard anything... Negative about the film, I've heard negative things about like, man, it should have come out when it came out, man. Yeah. You know, oh, it's not doing very well in the theaters, man. Oh, it's I haven't really heard anybody that's seen it. Yeah, you know, yeah. nothing about the actual movie, and that's the thing, good or bad. In yeah, fairness, like, you know, you know, it's, it's, the I'm, actual movie. There's not really a lot to criticize. I, I mean, you'll find something or three things, but you know, I mean, I think I'm, I'm honest. You know, yeah, brutally honest. I hear. Yeah. Anyway, but my point is that. The movie, uh, the, the the criticism of the movie is basically it's not doing all that well. Yeah. And as far as the reason, could be a lot of reasons. We talked about them, but uh, I I do f- I do firmly believe that like a lot of movies, this one will find its audience on home release. And I think 
looking back on it in the years to come, it's going to hold up really well. I think so too. I, I, I genuinely, I would play like out of the new, not not taking the original three films out yeah. of the mix. I would, I would probably say Rogue One's my number one, and, and this is number two. two. I, agree. I, I would Easy. put it above Force Easy. Awakens, way above Jedi, uh, Last Jedi. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. The drive home breakdown is spoken, and uh, we know that all of you at Lucasfilm are hanging on our every word. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, and uh, pull the ripcord on Solo Parts Two and Three. The Hunt for Chewie's Bowcaster, and um, I don't have a great title for the third one yet. The Hunt for a Slave Bikini Outfit to eventually put on Leia in a later film. Paint Me Sold. I mean, that's a long title. They could trim it down. They could trim down that bikini. Solo 3. Solo, they probably have to change Solo now. Be like, hair. They could call it now. Actually, you know, I mean, if they just name the if, if the name of the next movie is Han and Chewie, that'll be that'll be fine. I I <laughs> wholeheartedly be, agree. I'll with be that. totally fine with that if that's the name of the next film. Riggs Murtaugh. They can just <laughs> they can call it whatever they want. They can. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we love Solo. Had a great time. We hope you guys enjoyed it too. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to us uh, ramble on about it as we are prone to do. If you got any comments, any thoughts you want to share, of course you can find us as always at drivehomebreakdown.com or on Twitter at Breakdown Show. We're going to be back next time. I'm not sure what we're going to see. Uh, Deadpool 2 is still in the air. You know, that's, yep. that's one that we both want to check out. We'll see what the we'll see what the what the winds uh, bring us on that. If they bring us good fortune and free schedules to go see it. But uh, whatever the case, we'll see you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. The breakdown rolls on.